The Welsh Wire, where talent and business connect in West Michigan. The Welsh Wire features moderator Mike Rogers and professional recruiting expert Sherry Welsh in this weekly podcast. Listen in as leaders from a wide array of small to mid-sized West Michigan companies weigh in and share their experiences and insights on a variety of business topics, including employee retention challenges and recruitment success stories. Hi, this is Mike Rogers with another great Welsh Wire conversation. Now, here's Sherry Welsh. We are talking with a group of friends from Kalamazoo Communities and Schools. We're so thrilled to have you all here. Let me introduce our guests for you today. First, we have James Devers. James is the Executive Director of Communities and Schools. James, welcome to the Welsh Wire. Thank you, Sherry. Glad to be here. Glad to have you here. And then we also have two business leaders who've been actively engaged in serving as board members with Kalamazoo Communities and Schools. We have Darren Timoney. Darren is the market executive for Chase Bank here in Kalamazoo. And Rex Bell, who's the president and CEO of Miller Davis. Darren and Rex, welcome. Thank you. Looking Thank forward you. to your discussion. So we're talking to communities and schools because they're an organization that's doing some pretty cool work in Kalamazoo around some things that are really important to business leaders today. A lot of concern about our students in K-12, how they're doing, what they need, how their needs can be met. And also a lot of concern on the part of business leaders about talent, attracting talent, retaining talent. Why we're talking with communities and schools today is because they bring those areas of concern and meeting needs together in such a unique way. We thought the story needs to be told um, so that we can enlist others to help in the work that they're doing because it's phenomenal. So first, Let's start with you, James. Can you tell us a little bit more, for those who don't know, you know, mm-hmm. tell us more about communities and schools, who you are, what you do, what, you're all, what your mission is, and, and where you serve? Sure. So Communities and Schools is a local nonprofit that is designed to support students in schools. So we try to help them overcome barriers that would prevent them from succeeding in school. Um, that would maybe be barriers to graduation and and try to stage them for success academically as well as just success in life. And we do that through a position called a site coordinator, which is an embedded individual who is at uh, inside of 20 KPS schools. um, And they are facilitators to bring all of the other um, community services that are available to support kids, uh, mental health services, Um, academic services, basic needs services like food, clothing, and shoes. And they are conduits to bring those community resources to students and their families at school. So in those 20 buildings that I mentioned earlier, um, that represents about 12,000 KPS students. And of those 12,000 students, we provide sustained individualized support for about 1,300 students. That is terrific. So just so our listeners are clear on that, you do provide some services in um, sort of helping with tutoring and, you know, after school programs and things like that. But really more than anything, 
you're a connector. You're not providing the mental health services or the vision services, but you're helping connect the students. Exactly. Or ways to get that. Yeah, which is awesome. Because sometimes we talk about duplicity of work here and what you're doing is not duplicative. I mean, there isn't another organization in Kalamazoo Public Schools doing what you're doing to provide those wraparound support services for students, is there? I mean, you're it. That is correct. Yes, that's our our unique position. That's our niche. Yeah, and it's really, really important work. I mean, you, you mentioned when we were talking before, one of the hallmarks of what you provide at communities and schools is stable, caring adults as a source of support. I mean, that is such a unique service that you give those kids because they don't often have that, do they, James? Correct. Yeah. And we try to, you know, frame it as another caring adult because we never want to assume that they don't have people in their lives. But there's a lot of research around the fact that if a student can connect, um, has a strong connection to an adult in their school, that their uh, their chances for success in that school increase so much greatly. Yeah, that that great point, right? It takes a village, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, and, sure. and we've heard it said. Yeah, you, you need other caring people to speak into your kids' lives, right? For them to be successful, so you fill a little bit of that niche too, which is really great. So, James, when the pandemic struck, I mean, we know it really significantly impacted families and students that Council Communities and Schools serves in so many different ways, right? Can you help us understand some of the unique challenges that you've observed at Communities and Schools as KPS students have now returned to the classroom? Sure, yeah. So I think probably one of the biggest things that sometimes you know we forget is that when students go to school, they're not just getting an education, right? They're getting food, they're right. getting other resources, that are available to them. And again, because CIS works in the school to provide resources, there is a whole host of other things that um, were not available because they weren't in the building. So there were students whose um, treatment plans for mental health were interrupted. There were students who didn't get wellness child visits because normally we facilitate those at the school through the mobile clinic. Some didn't get dental exams. So again, they didn't just, you know, they weren't just not at school. There were also a lot of serv- other services that they weren't able to connect to. And then, yes, and then that did, you know, translate into students, you know, having additional challenges. So when we talk about engagement and um, a caring adult being a cornerstone, well, being able to talk to that caring adult, being able to see that caring adult, being able to be in the same space with them um, is disrupted. So again, Absolutely. yeah, there's some connections you can make um, via Zoom. But then there are other things that it really makes a difference to be like in front of a person in the same. It surely does. Yeah, it surely (laughs) does. We all kind of figured that out, didn't we? Zoom is fine, but there's no replacement for being together in person. And even just relationships, you know, as friends, right? With those Mm -hmm. site coordinators and with their friends in the schools and the social interaction. I mean, Zoom doesn't replace that. Yeah. So, yeah, you've been able to pick up some of that, I'm sure, as well, right? Right. Yeah. So so as as I mentioned, you know, regarding engagement. So because of that disengagement, we did find that um, for students that we support, that they didn't graduate at the same level as they did Mm -hmm. the previous year. Because, again, just engagement in general, engagement in school was was challenged 
uh, uh, an, uh, an additional challenge, I'll say, for other students we serve, which tend to be a population that struggles more academically, which tends to be a population that has more life challenges. So again, not being able to, to, to be in person and to have, um, um, have that space of safety, that space of support, um, we found that, that our, our seniors that we support struggled more this year than they did in previous years. Yeah. Yeah. All the more reason why you need to be there. And um, it sounds like you have recognized that that poverty issues, which you help to address with the mm-hmm. services and support that you give. I mean, they're as critical as they ever were in the schools. Can you talk about that a little bit and what you're finding? Yeah, for sure. You know, things that affect kids um, are usually ripple effects of things that affects their parents. So when we talk about things going on in our community, um, like, uh, you know, just job losses, you know, due to COVID things. Um, when we talk about um, challenges paying rent and rent moratoriums forthcoming and homeless camps closing, those have trickle effects because there's usually children that are attached to parents in those situations. And we find whenever there's a major, um, you know, a major situation that is, is challenging for adults, that we see a reflection of that in the needs of our children and their families, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So clearly the need is great, right? But KCIS is sitting in a very unique position, ready to help meet that need. You tell us about a little bit about what you've done most recently, James, to expand services to students in KPS. I think this is really important to know. Yes, for sure. Well, um, We recently received some additional support um, from the Stryker Johnston Foundation, as well as Communities and Schools National. So we mentioned, I mentioned earlier, um, the challenge of re-engagement. So CIS National, as an example, they created a a one-year grant program that allowed us to hire two uh, individuals to serve students that were extremely disengaged last year. So they'll get an an intensive form of case management or, or services over the course of this year to hopefully get them reconnected. Ultimate goal to get them to graduate this year, but at least to get them back on track after being, you know, kind of out of the loop, so to speak, for an entire year, maybe 18 months, depending on how long that period was. And then in terms of support that we received locally from the Stryker Johnston Foundation, um, we've been able to convert all of our part-time elementary site coordinator positions um, to full-time which is, is significant, um, particularly in, in the era of folks, you know, getting reconnected to school and us um, meeting needs that hadn't been met, you know, over the last year or so. Increased right. capacity to provide what we call contractor services, like um, with mental health providers or with um, vision clinics to help students get the glasses, because again, they weren't getting their um, eye exams or their screenings. So there are some things that we're, we're going to have to ramp up this year, but we have support to do that. And then we've also added um, an element um, as a carryover from the uh, remote learning era where we have um, positions that are community facing. So we're still communities and schools, but we recognize that sometimes people need things brought to their home or they need a brief you know, porch engagement. So we're, we've added that capacity because we found it was a real um, asset um, to students and families when we were able to do that. Um, during, you know, virtual learning. So we're continuing that going forward now. Wonderful, wonderful. So let me bring you in now, Darren and Rex. And again, for our listeners, Darren is with Chase Bank. 
Rex is with Miller Davis. They're both leaders in the community, have served on the board of communities and schools for some time, and are actively engaged with the work. Tell us, why have you been involved for so many years? Um, what, what does it mean to you? How does this make a difference for the business community? I think I'll go first here. Uh, James does a great job of describing uh, one of the reasons that we're involved and uh, James, you may not know this, but it's uh, it'll be 20 years in uh, February that I've been uh, involved with wow. uh, CIS. So yeah, that's uh, I had long long black hair when when I started into it. But uh, <laughs> at any rate, uh, and you no, still look I, fabulous. I, can I can I just add that you look fabulous? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, really for us, I think it's that re- sort of return on investment that CIS offers. Very simple idea, just removing these obstacles to learning uh, and, you know, providing, you know, connecting the students with the support that they they need. Uh, it's just a, it's just a, almost a no brainer. It, it's, it's so obvious. And CIS is, as you said before, it's the only organization that's doing that and you do a great job of it. They have a proven model and it's really fantastic. I mean, I've, other than that, I'm a big believer in public education for a variety of reasons. Uh, I'm a, the product of public education all through uh, uni, university, of course, and and uh, you know I just think that you really have sort of three basic things. You, if we have excellence in public education, we 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 have better informed, uh, more responsible citizens come out of that, and that's so important right now. We see that every every day. As an employer, you got the obvious thing of a smarter workforce. You know, we all need that. We, we, you can pick up, you know, any news source right now and see the issues that are going on there. So that's a, that's a no-brainer too. And and then, the final thing for me has always been kind of a quality of life issue. I think, yeah. you know, our focus in Kalamazoo on public education makes Kalamazoo a better place to live. I just I think it's a better place to be. So. Right. Uh, and if it's a better place to be, it's a better place for you to do business. It's a better place for your employees to come, for you to attract people to work for your company. That's it. Right. Totally Attraction, right. you know, attracting and retaining folks. That's exactly right. Yeah. So that's why we're involved. I love it. I love it. Darren, what would you add? What are your thoughts about that? You know, much of what James has said and Rex has said, but, you know, as I, as I think about my involvement in communities and schools and, you know, why, um, you know, talent is so important to any community, and I, I'm a firm advocate in Kalamazoo Public Schools. I'm a firm advocate for public schools in general. My kids went through Kalamazoo Public Schools, got a great education. Same but, with your but, kids, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, so, you know, developing talent. But the one thing that I think is so unique, just popping over to like a business approach, communities and schools, if you think about it, is like the logistics management to get kids services when they need it at the right time. And, you know, you just, when you start to look at the challenges of poverty in an urban course uh, district, like we have, we have this great asset in our community and, and it's educating a lot of our future talent, but there's challenges that come along with poverty and, and everything uh, related to it. And communities and schools with the, the type of services we get the kids access to, it makes a big impact. So when we're investing our time and talent as business leaders in the in the school systems, it makes a huge impact. It leverages our time, our dollars, and, and the talent we have on our teams. Yeah, well said. It surely, surely does. And it's interesting because the two of you are so passionate about this work, which I love. You've been doing it for a long time. But, you know, I often hear it said, I bet you too, that business doesn't care about education, right? 
Um, there's a feeling out there that business doesn't support education efforts enough. So what are your thoughts on that? Why, why do you think that is said? Because clearly from your perspective, that's not true. But why do you think that's said? Rex, you want to go first? You can go ahead. You go first this okay. time. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that is the, in my opinion, when I get out and I talk with people in business leaders all through Southwest Michigan and across the state from time to time, you know, education is so key and critical and at the forefront. And everyone recognizes that our future talent really is wrapped up in our primary schools. And we have to figure out how to get involved. And I think many times, you know, getting involved is, um, we, we don't know how, you know, we, 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 we've for years assumed that the public school systems, you know, they do a great job and everything, but we haven't necessarily been as connected as we could be or should be. And so I think, you know, I, I was had, had an opportunity probably about, you know, eight, nine years ago to do a site visit through communities and schools. And it, that was when really the major light bulb went off for me. And it's tough to do with COVID right now, these site visits and Rex and I host business brex, breakfasts from time to time and try to educate people on what uh, CIS delivers. But I, you know, I went on a site visit at one of our local schools here and I was just, you know, met with one of the principals, was incredibly impressed. And there were several other business leaders that had attended the same event learning what challenges were, how the school was approaching it um, from delivering services and eliminating the challenges kid from kids face each day from being successful. And I would just say the site visit, when, when I walked out into the parking lot, both, you know, I walked with a couple of business people that went along with me and were saying, God, would we love to hire that principal that we just met with. Just such a talented individual. And it was just, but he had, really thought through clearly, you know, what the challenges were, how you deliver services and how you connect, you know, and how CIS was an important part of it. So that's my view on it. But Rex, you want to? Don't do that. Don't hire the good principal. We need him. In the- <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> I, that's what I, 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 I We need him too. Kudos him to there. him for getting it, right? I mean, he right. can right. sell it. He, right. That's right. great. You, you know, so, I mean, I think back to to uh, you know, getting into to KPS uh, years ago, into actually physically in the buildings and stuff, and, and interacting with students. To be honest, I had been out of school a long time, and I really had no idea what KPS was like, what it was like inside of of uh, of those buildings today. And so, I do think there is a certain amount of that that we simply don't have a frame of reference. It really is more of an urban uh, uh, setting, so to speak. And and yeah. and so, uh, I think you know. But I also think I should say that that things are changing, times are changing. I think the awareness is uh, coming up, and I, I think it's a, it's several things driving that. Not the least of which is the need for talent that that Darren was talking about. But that forces us to realize that as employers, we have to participate more. We we have to. We can't just it, as you know. It takes. I mean, I hate to you know. It takes a village type thing, but that's really what it is. It takes the family. It takes the student. It takes the educators. It, it, and it takes, uh, you know, philanthropy and it, it also takes uh, the businesses. And so, uh, you know, again, just restating, you know, it is in our best interest. But I, I think that the awareness of that is really uh, coming up and the need is there and it's driving that. So I, I, I think that we'll see uh, see businesses become a lot more involved because uh, it's it's really a question of survival and growth for us. It really is. Right, right. No, you make a good point. I mean, and, and talent, the attracting and retaining talent is so important. If we can grow it well right here in our own backyard and help our community thrive, oh, that's just absolute magic, right? 
Um, and, and speaking of that, um, you know, one of the things that we're all trying to do as business leaders is engage the young professionals that work in our organizations in meaningful work and um, and volunteering work, right? Because they want to give back. That's really important to them. And we want them to, to uh, work in the community too. And James, Council of Communities and Schools has put together a really unique program that kind of helps to do that. Can you tell us a little bit more about emerging leaders? Sure. Um, and, you know, really connected to what you just said, Sherry, there's a lot of recognition, not just for CIS, but really countrywide that the uh, younger generation of workers want to be a part of something meaningful, right? You're right. So they want to be Absolutely. a part of a company that does meaningful work, whether it's the actual core business or whether it's through service to the community that they're in. So we're um, so we have, as you mentioned, a young professionals group um, who, who who basically their their main reason for coming together because they want to make a difference and they want to make a difference um, for CIS through CIS to impact. Um, the children um, that are in our community. And so they they definitely enjoy coming together. And so in that particular organization, they kind of have two um, two core dynamics, one of them being uh, fundraising. They're actually going to raise you know funds for CIS, but the other part is service. And when you kind of dig into that part, you know that's to me that's even of course we you know, appreciate the financial support. You but bet. when you think about the heart and the passion they have to make a difference in people's lives in a real personal way. So as they are emerging leaders, they want to help develop other emerging leaders, you know, youth, uh, you know, youth, elementary emerging leaders. And that's one of the service projects that they'll be taking on soon. So, again, I think it's a, it's a perfect blend of uh, the talent that they have, the energy that they have, and then just the desire that they have to make a difference. And also we just, you know, of course, we're talking about the younger folks now, too, but we also have to acknowledge that um, a lot of their. Uh, we're called the, the veterans and their organizations have been very supportive yes. of them being released to do this work and encouraging them to really engage in the community and to engage in this particular work. So even though we might see the faces of the young professionals at the Emerging Leaders Program, mm -hmm. they're being uh, buoyed and supported by, you know, veterans in their particular industries. And we, we definitely acknowledge that as well. Yeah, that is fantastic. So Darren Rex. How how would you suggest businesses could get more involved with supporting KCIS? What what would you suggest would be the best thing to do? One eight hundred call Rex and, and Darren. You know, I yeah. get, get a hold of us and we'll 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 uh, <laughs> get you out there. Uh, I mean, I I think um, as Darren alluded to the business breakfasts that we have uh, from time to time, and and we'll continue to have those and reach out certainly. Yeah, James. I mean, if anybody you know contacts CIS, uh, you know, you can connect them with us, and we'll be glad to to uh, you know uh, give our testimonials and and give them the whys from our standpoint. We're happy to do that. I, I'm kidding a little bit earlier, but I'm happy to take calls from people, anybody, or meet with them, or whatever personally at one on one if that's helpful. Uh, getting them to the sites is is you know Darren's already talked about that, but that's one of the key things because it just instantly sells, but. We also have a, a great uh, facility downtown now for folks to see too, and see you know appreciate the organization what they're doing. But but contacting the organization or, or us directly is fine as far as I'm concerned. Right. Yeah. It, it, from my perspective, both Rex and I have, have encouraged our uh, younger talent on our teams to get involved. They're involved with the Emerging Leaders Program, and it's pretty exciting. 
So that's one thing, you know, get just, you know, trying to get more engaged with CIS and, you know, KPS has, uh, how many students again? Uh, Overall about 14,000. 14,000. That's our future talent pool. And Mm -hmm. it's a lot lot of people, a lot of talent in there. They're they're engineers, they're scientists, there are people that go and work in these complex factories that we work. So these are our problem solvers. So, you know, getting involved and getting is important. And, you know, at at the end of the day, financial resources always help and supporting us. And we need to, we need your commitment as business leaders and stuff to get involved. That's another way we can help. Send our talent and when we can send send uh, financial support. Absolutely. And and Darren, Rex, James, you you've set a compelling case for why business does need to be involved and why they need to be involved specifically with Kalamazoo communities and schools, because you are an impact player making a significant difference right now in our community with our students and also uh, with talent or with our future talent. So James, as our leader for communities and schools and executive director, if listeners want to get more information about getting involved, maybe get connected to Rex or Darren or what have you learn, learn how and where to send a check, how to get their, their young professionals involved in emerging leaders. What's the best way for them to contact you by email? Sure. Uh, Jay Beavers at ciskalamazoo.org. Or they can call by phone as well, 269-337-1601. Awesome. Awesome. We have been sharing a moment today that's been so fun here on the Welsh Wire with James Devers, Executive Director for Kalamazoo Communities and Schools, Darren Timoney, who's a market executive for Chase Bank in Kalamazoo, and Rex Bell, who's the president and CEO of Miller Davis. I have thoroughly enjoyed talking with all of you. Love your passion for this work. You know, I care about it equally as deeply. And I'm so thrilled to be able to share the impact that the organization is making in the lives of families and students in Kalamazoo. Thank you so much for being our guest today on The Welsh Wire. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.